Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Grabstack Radio Show. Have you all been watching the leaves fall? I have. They're so pretty. I've been following the exploits of the Pflugerville Leaf Jumping Team, and let me tell you, they are on track to be world champions, maybe even champions of the universe. What is leaf jumping, you ask? It's when you jump into a big pile of leaves, of course. But if you get a slug on you, you're disqualified. I wanted to join the leaf jumping team because I am an excellent jumper and would obviously take first place immediately. But it turns out that earth slugs are basically the same size as me. And the first time I jumped into a leaf pile during tryouts, I jumped right into a slug and I thought he was going to eat me whole. I was picking slug slime out of my fur for weeks. And it was not pretty people. Quite the opposite, it was very slimy. So I gave up my leaf jumping career, even though I would have been very good at it. And now I just follow along at the local park like everyone else, all those non-leaf jumper normal people. Well, to be fair, there isn't really anyone else following along. And the Pflugerville leaf jumping team are champions because there isn't really anyone out there who's challenged them to a match. They're self-contained champions. I enjoy good low-stakes competition. It doesn't get lower stakes than competing against nobody. Well, we are back with you today to see what Carl has in store for us with our newest segment, Carl's Gigantic Questions. Carl searches the world for the most pressing scientific questions of our time, and then I answer them. Because I'm one of the foremost scientific minds of our age, if y'all didn't know. On Florp, they even called me Crapstacks the Science Mind. Well, I did anyway, and that's all that matters. Let's see what Carl has cooked up for us today. I'm so excited I can barely contain myself. Not only do I love sharing my knowledge about science, I love learning about science too. And Carl is here to make sure I answered the question correctly, which of course I will. I'm Grabstack the Science Mind on Florp. Carl's gigantic question of the day is... How do airplanes fly? Well, I'm glad you asked, Carl. I am sure our listeners have asked the same question too because they are smart and sciency minded just like me. And anyone who is sciency minded is full of questions. So, how do airplanes fly? Well, as you can imagine, it's all very scientific. It all started with a group of humans who really wanted to fly. So, they asked themselves, how can we do that? And one of the humans figured the easiest way would be to ask some birds how they did it. Because obviously they're the experts. Birds have been flying for like hundreds of years. The birds were fine with explaining how to fly so that people could do it too. But it turns out when you do something instinctively, it's really hard to explain. Like, have you ever explained to anyone how to walk? You would think you would say just put one foot in front of the other, but that wouldn't do it, would it? Because if you put one foot in front of the other, you just have a foot in front of another foot. Nope, there is pushing off of your toes, putting your heel down, making your whole body go forward. I can't even explain it. I was born knowing how to walk perfectly, and it's hard to explain perfection. Anyway, what you can take from that story is don't trust birds unless it's a duck. Ducks are very trustworthy, especially if you're asking for directions. Anyway, what were we talking about? I gotta think here. Oh, yes, of course, how do airplanes fly? 
Not the same way as birds, I'll tell you that much. After that whole snafu, it was evident that airplanes needed their own special sauce to get up in the air. Are you ready to know the answer? Because I've got it for you. Airplanes can fly because of invisible rubber bands. That's right. It seems impossible, but it's true. You know how when you throw a paper airplane, it flies? Well, you can do the same thing with a big airplane, but it is too hard to just throw them. So, of course, something else had to be invented, and that thing was invisible rubber bands. But when I say invisible rubber bands, I mean big, big rubber bands. We are talking big enough to slingshot an airplane right into the air, which is how it works, by the way. You loop an invisible rubber band around an airplane, let it wind up on the runway, and then let her rip! Pew! Right into the air! Okay, now that we have satisfied our scientific curiosity of the day, what's next? Oh, oh, Carl's saying that we are supposed to check my answer. I mean, I suppose we can, but of course I'm gonna be right. Let's see what the scientists have to say about how airplanes fly. I'm hearing that invisible rubber bands are not involved at all. That's preposterous! I may not have done any research at all into how airplanes work, but I was pretty sure it was the rubber band thing. Hmm? Well, alright, well, then how do airplanes fly, Mr. Airplane Machine Flying X? I, I lost my track of thought. Anyway, they're big and heavy. What is the secret? I suppose it is not much of a secret because it is very well studied and a lot of people, especially pilots, know all about it. But if it were a secret, then the secret would be called lift. Lift is caused by differences in air pressure when air flows under and over an airplane's wings. Just like with everything in the world, lift needs an opposing force in order to work. That opposing force is gravity. The weight of something usually causes it to drop to the ground due to gravity. But if you have lift, then that thing will stay in the air. And airplane swings are designed to take advantage of lift, which means that more air has to flow over the top, which makes the air travel faster. The bottom of an airplane wing is shorter, which causes higher pressure. This pressure pushes up on the bottom of the wing, lifting the plane into the air. But it only works if the lift is greater than the weight, which is why airplanes have big wings. Can you imagine if they had wings the size of a hummingbird? That wouldn't work well at all. Now, how do they move around? The engines on the airplane wings provide thrust, which propels the plane forward. So the engines thrust the plane forward and the lift over and under the wings, don't forget the under part, makes the airplane go up and stay in the air. And even more cool than that, it looks like the birds were useful after all because an airplane wing is modeled after a bird wing. If you look at them side by side, you can see the similarities. Very neat. Although I still think invisible rubber bands are worth looking into. Note to self, invent invisible rubber bands. Well, thank you for tuning in, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our first episode of Carl's Gigantic Questions. And did you know you can ask me questions too? Well, you can. All you need to do is write to me at grabstack at gokidgo.com and ask whatever is on your mind. Every Friday, I select questions from the mailbag and answer them live on air. I love answering questions. In fact, I'm an expert at it. And have you checked in on Waffle and Martha down in Fluesville lately? I'm sure they're up to their usual shenanigans of driving everyone crazy. 
If you like zany adventures with silly creatures, search for Floosville wherever you get your podcasts. Well, that's all for me. Have a marvelous day, everyone. This is Grabstack signing off. Go, kid, go.